you're listening to Podiatry Marketing, conversations on building a successful podiatry practice with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Welcome back to Podiatry Marketing. I'm your host, Jim McDonald, joined as always by my trusty co-host, Tyson Franklin. Tyson, what's going on today? I am fantastic. Big Jim, how are you doing? Lovely, lovely. Things are good here in Montreal. No complaints whatsoever. Just saying off air, I can't wait to get the Big Jim Mac t-shirts and underneath a little little Dr. T. I said, I'll be like yeah. Robin. You'll be Batman and I'm like Robin. <laughs> we'll have to see what the market demand, if the listeners, uh, you know, if they, they think that's something that they want to have in their wardrobe, definitely that's something we can make happen. Well, can you imagine uh, like coffee cups? They, they have a coffee cup and they lift it up and it's got Big Jim Mac and Dr. T. Podiatry Marketing Podcast. And then on the back, it, it could say, I woke up this morning feeling dangerous. <laughs> I'm trying to think the last time I woke up feeling dangerous, but uh, yeah, that, that's a that's a first good first try at a catchphrase or a slogan. But uh, maybe the readers have, or the, the listeners have something that uh, is better. I think is uh, is better. So you know, we'll leave it up to maybe it'll stick. But uh, definitely write in if you think that uh, you have a better uh, catchphrase than Tyson just came up with there. We will workshop it at our one day marketing event, 21st of October in Chicago. That's correct. Looking forward to it. We can get everyone's uh, um, opinion. What should be the slogan on the back of the, <laughs> of the coffee cup and see, see what the best one is and there'll be a prize. Sounds like a plan. Okay, let's get on to today's topic, which is, you ready for it? Here we go. It is. Yeah, yeah. That, I'm ready for it. <laughs> is your plan to open another boring podiatry clinic? Well, who's going to say yes to that uh, that question? <laughs> well, be surprised. I, I don't think anyone consciously goes, oh, I'm going to open up another really, really boring podiatry clinic. But a lot of podiatry clinics that get opened up are just like the other one down the road. There's nothing different. Nothing makes them stand out in any way. They're just another boring clinic. So I always say to people, yeah, is your plan to be original somehow or are you just going to be an imitation of what you've seen previously and i think you have to stop and ask yourself that question yeah it's, it's interesting to kind of like uh you know like kind of how do you differentiate yourself right like i think the the safe path or the easy path is is sometimes to like you said just kind of be a run-of-the-mill kind of foot and ankle doctor clinic and there's you know as long as you're providing great treatment that's great but if you really want to set yourself apart and thrive you have to take time to think about um what you love to do and what is the local community you serve need and how can you best serve them? So yeah, I think that's, uh, I'm looking forward to hearing your, your thoughts on this topic today. Well, and I think it, that's why it's important Like when people graduate, you, you may predominantly work in one place and you're probably going to get influenced by that in a lot of ways. But I think as a, as a student or even once you've graduated or even if you've been working now 5, 10, 15 years and you've got your clinic, have a look around and go, are you providing the same service as everybody else in your area? Are you doing anything different to what the rest of them are doing? And that's why whenever I used to travel, no matter where I went, I would go out of my way to go and visit other podiatry clinics. I'd ring up. Sometimes I'd make a time. So how am I going to be in your area on you know, 21st of October 2023 in Chicago? I'm at a marketing event. Can I drop in and have a look at your clinic? Because I'm always interested to see what other people are doing. Because every time I have a look around, there might be just one thing they're doing. Go, ah, that's, I really like that. How can I use that in my podiatry business? Yeah, no, I definitely agree there. I think uh, it's also interesting too, 
like you said, like kind of looking around and kind of like taking some pearls and some ideas from other people. So Tyson, when you were getting to practice, what was the, was there a specific area of podiatry? Were there certain things that, you know, really interested you and you wanted to kind of like mold your practice uh, towards a certain, you know, look or feel or differentiate yourself? Okay. Well, when I opened up my first clinic, I opened up just another boring podiatry clinic. <laughs> I had no, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I had seen a few clinics, thought this is what you do. So I leased the place, I bought some equipment, I set it up and I put a sign up that said, podiatrist, I will see if you're breathing and you have some money, I am prepared to see you. And that's what I did for the first couple of years on the Gold Coast. Fortunately for me, I had a hand problem and I had to sell that clinic and I had to have two years off. Moved to Cairns. When I moved to Cairns, I went to a, a one-day workshop and that one-day workshop was just a few things that were said at that one-day workshop that totally changed my thinking on how to do things. So as I set up my next clinic, I just not so much got more specialized in what I was doing. I was still quite broad with what I was doing, but I just lifted the professionalism of it a little bit more. So my clinic looked different. It had brighter colors. We, we brought a bit more fun into the business, but I then worked out. I did enjoy orthotics more. I did enjoy active patients so all our marketing started to get uh, was all focused in that particular area so we, we became known for orthotics sports patients active patients and where everybody else every other podiatry clinic at the time was beige mine was bright red white and blue like the american flag like the australian flag <laughs> red white and blue i sort of just i wanted to go what are the colors that everybody else is using i don't want to use those colors I want to do something completely different. Barcelona red was my signature color, which it still is now for my podcast. Everything else I do, Barcelona red is the color. It's the one you can see behind me there. Yeah. I mean, I think that's an interesting point you bring up there just to really, um, you know, jump in there. Uh, you know, how, like in the lessons you learned from your first opportunity into the second one, um, you know, it's nice to have that restart and it gave you some, uh, you know, kind of a way to kind of visualize what those opportunities were. Um, what other, uh, you know, ways besides, you know, getting into like, you know, orthotics and active uh, status, uh, you know, po patient population, did you kind of take away from that experience? Well, from doing that is we then decided we're going to set up another clinic in Mackay, which was about 800 kilometers away, 500 miles. The plan, the reason for doing that is I wanted to set up another clinic. And I wanted to test how I was running my business and the systems that I put in place and making it run. Could it be duplicated in another town? But I didn't want Cairns to have any influence over it whatsoever. So I could have set one up half an hour away and people there would go, oh, I already come to your clinic, so therefore I'm going to come there. I've already heard of it. Mackay was a fresh market. So we went down there with a different focus again. We were looking at what services are being provided in the area. Everybody's doing it the same way. So what's going to make our business different and what skills do we have that they may have but they're not sort of really promoting it. So we set up the Mackay Clinic, 100% orthotics, sports, active patients, biomechanics. That's all we did. Didn't have an autoclave, didn't even have any instruments. We just went went in with that focus. Now, the advantage of doing that, when we were talking to someone at a coffee shop, someone, you know, if I was going to buy a burger, which I like to do, and they said, oh, you're opening a podiatry clinic, what do you do? It was really easy to tell them, we do orthotics, biomechanics, sports people, active patients. We make orthotics and arch supports. When we're talking to doctors, physios, it was exactly the same thing. It was really easy to have that that focus in, in the conversation. So I think it's one of those things that 
if you look at what everybody else is doing, and this is this sort of relates to like niching down a little bit, that and people people get scared when they talk about oh if I niche my business down I'm going to lose patience. Will never happen. You will always gain patience by niching down because the patients that already know what you do, they know what a podiatrist is. They're going to come anyway. But if you focus your your time and effort into a a bit more of a specialised area, you will get even more of those patients, and it just makes work more fun. No, I, I agree 100%. I think it's when you have that that niche uh, and those talking points related to what the kind of care you want to provide, you can really connect with kind of your ideal patients. When you're trying to do everything, to, you know, be everything to everyone, uh, and you're basically talking to no one sometimes, right? Yeah. You, you do ankles, you do diabetic wounds, you do sports, and not only for your patients, but other healthcare providers, they, they don't know what you do, right? Like, uh, like one of the kind of mistakes or the things that we kind of like think about all the time is that we're the podiatrist. We went to school doing this. We went to, some of us went to residency or in practice. We know all the things that we like to do, but our patients and other healthcare providers don't know that. So if you just go with them kind of with a mixed message or a very general message, you're not really standing out uh, in, in those areas that you want to be uh, seen as the expert in. So when you have a strong message, you know the care you want to provide, you kind of repeat that message to to multiple different people, to patients, and they have that kind of, you know, it can can be reflected in your marketing, your website, your branding, the way you run your clinic, um, the, you know, what, you know, visualization, what kind of like, you know, materials you have about your clinic. It's much more um, simple for people to have you related to that thing that you want to do as opposed to just like, a generalized foot and ankle care doctor, which is, you know, like I said, it's not the worst thing, but if you're really trying to go after a specific patient demographic, you really have to speak to those patients and to those healthcare providers that refer those patients to you. Yeah, and I always say, if if you can't tell your podiatry business apart from all the other podiatry businesses in your area, then how are your patients and how are the referring doctors supposed to be able to tell the difference? They can't. So it'll pretty much be who's the closest, who's the cheapest. That's it. that's how they're making their decisions on where they're going to go. Oh, I need to see a podiatrist. Oh, there's one down the road here. They're all the same. So they'll just go and see the, the closest one. Or they might make a phone calls. Oh, the one down the road is $10 cheaper. They're all the same. So I might as well go the cheapest one. Whereas if, you, if there's certain equipment that you have that you know the other clinics don't have, you need to let people be aware that, hey, we have Shockwave. Because I know when we got Shockwave in Cairns, we were the only podiatry clinic, we were the only business in Cairns that actually had Shockwave. So when we started talking about it and people started to understand what it was, we were getting people you know, hunting us down because we had that equipment. We introduced uh, lasers for fungal nails. We were the first clinic to do that. And then when people needed that treatment, we were sought after for that particular treatment. So I think there's, there, there might be equipment you have, there might be a skill that you have I know most of the people that work with me, we all had sporting backgrounds, whereas some of the other, most of the other podiatrists in the area at the time were all overweight, lazy podiatrists. So we used that, that whenever there was a, a running event on or yeah, a, a 5K walk, we were entering people that were wearing podiatry shirts because we knew all the fat, lazy ones weren't going to be there. And we were after active patients. So it just, it just made sense to be seen and heard in the areas that you wanted to... Um, sort of attract more patients 
Yeah, kind of go where the, uh, for lack of a better term, kind of go where the money is, right? Like if, if you're trying to treat active patients, you need to be visible in those places, in those communities where they're active. And I think, you know, it's one of those things also where it's kind of like attracts like. Yeah. You know, if you have, uh, for example, whenever I had some foot and ankle issues when I was younger, I, you know, where did I go? I went to the podiatrist uh, like about three hours away from me. I didn't go to the local one like 20 minutes away. I went to the one that had been known to treat you know, high school, college, and even some professional runners because like, okay, like that's, that's the guy that they use. Uh, so that must, he must be good. So, you know, he kind of worked and that was even before the internet, you know, I don't want to date myself too much, but this is like, <laughs> you know, in the early, you know, late eighties, early nineties, when I went to go see this person and, you know, the fact that they had kind of built this reputation as the running podiatrist in the Chicagoland area was something that just was like, okay, of course, that's the, that's the person I have to see because, you know, he's treated people similar to me. So, you know, obviously we now have other ways of searching and finding people that we think are kind of that, you know, it's like we're, we're humans, right? So we like, we have this kind of pattern matching, right? Like if, if something is showing on their website, you know, I think I probably this a hundredth time I brought this up on the podcast, but, you know, Tyson likes to say, you know, if, uh, if I go to your website and, you know, if what you love to do was like a crime, you know, would I be able to convict you? Yeah. Um, I think it's a similar thing where like you have to put, you know, messages out in the community by your actions, your, you know, your website, your marketing, you know, just the way you act and the way you talk about what you do uh, has a huge impact as far as like what comes back to you. So I think it, it is a huge uh, point of, like I said, like kind of like, like attracting like and building that reputation in, in a certain area of expertise that you want to practice. Well, it's funny, you'll look at podiatry ads and some ads will say, they're all advertising the same way. We do general foot care, warts. Uh, oh, we do orthotics. We do ingrown toenails, <laughs> diabetic foot care. You see this list of all the things that they do. And when you talk to them, and this is what I do with coaching clients, I'll sit down and go, what do you really love doing? Oh, I, I really, really love doing ingrown toenails. I said, but you got it. Okay. But you've got it sixth on the list <laughs> of things that you actually do. So if you like it that much, why isn't it at least number one? Oh, well, because I, it's, I don't see that more than you know, I saw this other stuff more okay because you have it sixth one with all the <laughs> list of things but every person I talk to who says they want more ingrown toenails I've said to them well why don't you promote yourself as yeah Cairns ingrown toenail clinic you can still be ABC podiatry yeah, pro arch podiatry and then you can have an, another business name you wanted to yeah Cairns ingrown toenail clinic if that's what you wanted to do and when people are searching for ingrown toenails and they see the Cairns ingrown toenail clinic and that and there's all this information about ingrown toenails and the surgery you do and the success rate you have and and how many you've done and they look at the other podiatry clinics and they've got rank sixth ingrown toenails just below orthotic but above diabetic foot care i know exactly what if i had ingrown toenail where i am actually headed and you can do that with so many different parts of podiatry it's uh, a great point. I think it also translates to you know people's websites, right? Like again, yeah. you know, you know, when whenever people are working with different marketing providers or website providers, you know, have this like cookie cutter list of like the forty like biggest diagnoses or the forty biggest surgeries or you know those types of treatments that are there. So, you know, every website that I go to, that's you know, it's not every single one. I'm not trying to like you know make fun of other podiatry uh, marketing providers, but you know, if you have four, you know. 40 different diagnoses listed, you know, you click that button diagnosis and you get a drop down yeah. of 40 things like, like, are you expecting the patient to like 
go through all those different ones? Or like, are there five or maybe eight of things that you really, really like to do that you want to make sure that, like you said, it's in that order. And then they click on that. And it, it when they go to the next page, it's not just like a generic two paragraphs. It says like, you know, an ingrown toenail is a, the nail, you know, butts into the skin and causes an infection, blah, blah, blah. Like, and then it's on to the next, you know, it's like two paragraphs of some description of something that doesn't really provide no, them no information. Yeah. No information, no like trust building, no, doesn't show how you're an expert in it, doesn't show you before and after if you're able to do that. Um, it's just kind of like, it's and it's not only that, but it's copy pasted on every other website that that company does, right? As opposed to having those like five to eight like killer pages where it's like you doing the thing, a picture of you doing it, you describing it in the video, like your success rate, why you do it a certain way, why it's the right thing to do, and you know pictures of it and just giving people like real information that's going to show the before and the after just at least what the benefits are so they can understand how it's going to impact their lives or make their lives better it's easier though right it's easier just to do those two paragraphs and just move on to the next thing and you've yeah. got a full website but it's you know what do you really care about what do you want to practice and how are you showing the patient those benefits in a way that you know really, really help them see you as the expert and also receive excellent care I will talk to podiatrists and I go, what do you like least in podiatry? And some of them might go, oh, you know, I really don't like diabetic feet. I don't like high-risk feet at all. Okay, okay, no, that's fair enough. I said there's no right or wrong answer. It's just what do you like and what do you don't like? You go to their website and number two is uh, diabetic foot screening. Mm-hmm. And I'm going, as soon as you put diabetic foot screening, you are talking high-risk, you're, you're promoting something you don't like, so don't put it on there. And they're going, oh, but I might lose patience. Okay, they know what you do. They, they will find you. If, if they really want to come to you, I said, but would you rather see somebody that is in another area? It might be fungal nails. It could be ingrown toenails, more orthotic, sports, running people. List what you want. Talk about what you want. What is everybody else in the area doing? And I'll guarantee most of them are not really fo- you know, focusing on certain aspects of podiatry that you might enjoy. And then promote the hell out of it. I've got a good quote from Albert Einstein. I've got it written down here. And it says, you have to learn the rules of the game and then you have to play better than anyone else. I like that quote. Hmm. So pretty much, and Albert seemed to be good at what he did. <laughs> yeah. Not bad. <laughs> he wasn't too bad. Above average. Going back to what the original topic was, yeah, is your plan to open another boring podiatry clinic? If it is, then that's fine. There's nothing wrong with having a boring podiatry clinic if you're a boring podiatrist. And you live a boring life, and and you're satisfied with that. You're sort of like, because most boring people don't know they're boring. So if you're listening to this and you're going, oh, oh, I don't think I'm boring, then you might you might be, but you don't know because you're just you. But if and if you're happy, I reckon don't change a thing. But if you're not happy, look at okay, am I not happy because I have a boring podiatry clinic and I'm not a boring podiatrist? I know that I'm better than that. And if that's the case, then start doing things that are going to make your clinic stand out from everybody else. I think, you know, they can take, you know, it, it sometimes feels risky, right? Like if you're in practice or just starting and you feel like there's a certain way it should be done or the way that you saw it done in your residency or when you're in school, it feels, it can feel kind of risky. Right. Um, but at the same time, you know, like we talked about just because you put out this, you know, front as being a running podiatrist or you want to do wound care or you want to do ingrowns, you know, other stuff is still going to come your way. So, yeah. um, and it's also one of these things too, if you get to the middle of your practice and you're so, so busy, um, like you said that you're, you know, two months out and maybe not giving your community kind of like access to your expertise, 
then it's time to utilize this as a way to kind of filter patients in a way, right? And, you know, making sure that you're do, you're treating your patients with your level of expertise and the stuff that maybe you're either not as good at or you just don't enjoy doing goes to someone else in your community that loves doing that stuff. So these things aren't necessarily just like selfish. You have to do like your thing to like, you know, make yourself happy and it's all about that. But there is, you know, significant patient benefits to, you know, having kind of a tighter niche or, you know, not opening a boring or a niche down uh, practice because, you know, you want to provide excellent care. And to think that you can be great at like 50 different procedures or 50 different types of patients, I mean, you might be all right or better than someone's not trained to do those things. But, you know, if you're being realistic, there are these niches within podiatry. And if you really can focus on them and get to a super high level, not only will your practice benefit, but also the lives of your patients will. Yeah, what's a uh, quote, from, is it Bruce Lee? He talks about, I don't fear the guy who knows how to do 10,000 kicks. I fear the guy that knows one kick and does it has done it 10,000 times. <laughs> because it just means when they become hyper-focused on certain areas and they repeat that time and time again, you get known for being really good at that thing, whatever it is that, that you like doing. I've had a couple of people on, the, uh, on my other podcast who liked wounds, who love blisters, who are right into warts. And that is their focus of their business. But they probably don't see any more than maybe 20, 25% of the patients are in that particular area. They still 75% are still other aspects of podiatry, but they're known as the podiatrist in that area. And that and they actually love doing that. So when someone thinks wounds, they think Joseph. When they think blisters, they think Rebecca. It's and that's what that's what you're trying to do with your business, is you're trying to create a podiatry clinic that when you go to work in the morning, not every single patient is exactly what you want, but a high percentage are, and it's because that's what makes you happy. And it's about becoming a happy podiatrist. It's a good goal to have. Well, that's what I always think. Your goal is, I have this five-step thing that I run through that you're, you're a, a student first, and then you graduate, and then at some stage you open up your own business and you become a frustrated podiatrist. But the fifth step is having a thriving podiatry business. But you can't go from frustrated to thriving until you get to the fourth step, which is happy. And I always say, if you become a happy podiatrist and you never end up having a thriving podiatry business, how cool would it be just to have a be a happy podiatrist? <laughs> you don't have to have a thriving podiatry business, but you will never have a thriving podiatry business unless you become happy first. And yeah, happy is definitely better than frustrated. <laughs> yep, and if you, if you do your whole career being a happy podiatrist, you will die a happy person. So I, I just think you want to get to happy as fast as possible. If thriving comes after that, because that's what you want, then by all means do it. But first get to happy. So I think I've covered that. Don't have a boring clinic. There's, there's enough <laughs> of them already. There's enough boring clinics out there. We don't need one more. That sounds like a good plan. Okay, Jim, I will uh, I will talk to you next week. Sounds like a plan. Okay, see ya. Bye, Tyson. Thanks for listening to Podiatry Marketing with Tyson Franklin and Jim McDonald. Subscribe and learn more at Podiatry Marketing. That's the website address, podiatry.marketing.